All right. Well, here we are. We figured it out. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. Yet one more time during this epic pandemic year, we figured out how to stream to Facebook for the most part. I mean, I've got to tell you, I had a call earlier today with somebody, just a personal thing on Zoom, and we both struggled with it. And I'm like, how are we both struggling with this? This is not, this is not new. Why are we, why are we having struggling with the, with the Zoom, with the technology? And we're technology guys. We should know how to do this. We're not politics guys or beer guys. Maybe I'm a beer guy. But we're technology guys. We should be able to deal with this. Yes. Uh, so we got a comment as we were doing with our feedback uh, that there was feedback. So so Melissa has helped us there. Uh, and uh, she wishes us a happy new year. So happy new year, Thank Melissa. You. Thank you, Melissa. Happy new year to you yes. as well. Uh, yeah. So uh, welcome, everybody, to Draft Politics. I'm your host, Steve. And with me here, as always, for the last time this year, it's EJ. Thank God. Well, thank God is the last time. I mean, like, I appreciate that so many things in our lives are arbitrary, including the new year, right? Like, hey, yeah, we've orbited. Yeah. It's not like the, the Earth set, you know, perigee or, you know, whatever it is, or, or perihelion or aphelion, right? We're not, right. but it's, I mean, you would think, you would think fine. like the end of the year would be like at the solstice, like that would make all kinds of sense, but no. I would love that. But no, no, no. But that's fine. Yeah. You know what? We're we're here. We're taking the time to kind of sum things up and then look forward at what's going to be a totally normal run of the mill 2021. Right. It'll be like a soothing balm over the last four years. Right. Right. Nothing we, weird's going to happen. It'll all be fine. We've we fixed it all. It's all that's, been. That's fixed. what happened election night. We've literally fixed everything into the infinite future. Good job, everybody. Good job. Keep it up. Keep um, it up. Before we move on, I want to point out that your whiteboard has is completely clean. It like, is. It is. It is a fresh slate for the new year. So very, it, very well done, sir. It is. I've got to start putting stuff up there. You know, things that we are. You got um, a couple hours. You, you, no, don't bring twenty twenty yeah, stuff can, up there. No, you got. You got to wait. No. 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 We're so I got to tell you that this evening um, with some neighbors, we're going to be writing things down on paper and throwing it into a fire. Things about 2020. Um, I think it was in 2016 that we did that and a friend brought flash paper. So it was like you could like like it was and I want to say it was for a New Year's party. And so like you could bring the flash paper and you could just light it and just throw it in the air and it was it was gone. Wow. Wow, I wonder if Magic Ink on Montrose is open right now. They may have flash paper. Right. There you I go. gotta plug lo- local businesses. So Magic Ink, if you're watching, like and subscribe. But those guys are, uh, yeah, little magic store uh, yeah. on Montrose Ave. Really, yeah. There's really a lot of history place. of magic in Chicago, as it turns out, which is kind of weird, but I like it. Yeah, that's for the other. That's for the other podcast. Yes. <laughs> Where we make beer to draft magic. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, I think we have to talk a little bit about what's going on right now in the world, because it's not, unfortunately, without some stress and some news, nobody really shut down for the holidays. I think sort of top of that list for me uh, is what's happened in Nashville. So, you know, we're here on New Year's Eve. Yes, Christmas uh, Day a, RV. A, a new version of hot chicken. Wait, oh no, no, right. Yes, so the RV thing. That's right. 
Uh, yeah, that was unexpected. Um, and so I, I, it was interesting to see this develop like the, the, uh, the, the person who uh, executed this uh, conspiracy, uh, Anthony Quinn Warner, you know they're a bad guy because we know their middle name. Um, that's true. That, that's usually your clue right there. Um, and and we we have not, as far as I know, called him a terrorist, which seems a little strange because it was clearly a politically motivated act, and and uh, and there was a bomb that went off in the middle of a city. Like it seems like that's pretty obvious that that would be terrorism. But yeah, yeah, it's it's really surprised me. Maybe it shouldn't, um, but it's really surprised me what the coverage has been like, right? So, you know, what what do we know about this guy? Not a whole heck of a lot, right? He was sort yeah. of a, a freelance IT person. Um, his girlfriend had tried to raise an alarm about him last year saying that he was making bombs in his RV and the police went to his house and like they knocked on the door and nobody answered. So they, like, oh, I guess we're good. Um, well, and then they were going after her for reporting it saying she was, you know, thinking she was just nuts. Clearly not nuts. Yeah. And, you know, they've, you know, people are floating all kinds of things that he was a, you know, maybe a 5G conspiracy theorist. And that's why it was outside of AT&T's headquarters. And obviously, you know, the weird thing about it is that there was some sort of attempt to clear people out of the area, right? There was a yeah. broadcasted message, very, a very strange thing on a day at a time when you would expect there to be not very many people. Yeah. Um, that doesn't make it not terrorism. Right. It's definitely still terrorism. <laughs> um, so I mean, I prefer the terrorism that is just blowing up buildings rather than blowing up people. Uh, but I prefer just no terrorism if we have. Yeah, the, I, the I would prefer none. Uh, uh, haven't heard yeah. a thing from Donald Trump about it. Yeah, uh, for obvious reasons, because he's white, um, and you have to wonder. Well, meaning you know, Anthony I mean, Quinn Warner, he's, he's got some golf to play. What I mean, you know, he he's has, got he's he got things to do. To play. So, I mean, that's still developing. Uh, you know, I know some people in Nashville. They said it's been crazy down there. Not people not really knowing how to react. Um, hopefully, you know, the businesses that are impacted. I don't really care about AT and T. My service is terrible anyway. Uh, hopefully the rest of the businesses oh, will no. be able to get back. Oh no, a corporate monopolist feet. has been harmed. Oh no. Yeah. But I mean, I mean you know, we, it's still not, not good. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, and kudos to the police who were there uh, early and clearing people out who probably saved a lot of lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's Nashville. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about COVID? which keeps moving in some interesting, but mostly good directions yeah. uh, or the election, which somehow is still not over. Well, I think that let's talk about the election. I think that's a good place to start. And then we can, and then we can shift into COVID, which I feel like is like looking towards a brighter future, hopefully maybe. Uh, so yeah, hopefully let's, maybe. let's first look at the past, which should be done by now, but, but yet is not. It isn't. Well, I mean, now we're in the pro process of going through the, the mandated steps from right. election day through to inauguration that most people didn't know existed right. until like, this year. Like if I went and Googled like 2016 election certification, I wouldn't find an article about that. Like I might find something in like the federal register or something like that, like some obscure government yeah. website, but I wouldn't find a New York times article about it. I wouldn't find like timelines of like what's going on. 
because nobody cared because it was all well settled. Right. But, but now this, this is what year. happens when you elect a narcissist, everybody. So don't do it again. Okay. Yeah, please, please. So now we're at the, the phase where the electoral college is all voted. Everybody, there were no faithless electors. Thank you electors for being faithful. They've, you know, the, they did those uh, elections there at state facilities. Then, you know, those results were bundled up in some way and now transmitted to Congress. Now yes. we're on the 6th of January, there will be a joint session of Congress presided over by human Q-tip, Mike Pence, yes. um, to count those. So now there's been this big yeah. deal about what's his role in this thing. He is- Yes, because normally it's ceremonial. It's just like, you know, he opens it up, he says, hey, and like normally this takes 30 minutes, because right. unless there's an objection, it's really a lot of just procedural, like we've got to do this, but you know, there's not a lot to be done really. There, um, there's nothing to be done yeah. really. I, I mean, and and to give you an idea, I mean, the way that the laws are written, because I've gotten, you know, I've had some free time. So what have I been doing? I've been digging into the laws, like reading about them, reading about the Elections Act and stuff like that. Like, like his job in this joint se session of Congress is essentially like a presenter at the Oscars. Right. right. PricewaterhouseCoopers are the states. They've certified all of the elections. They've sent the results. So he's open in the envelopes. He's not, he can't, you know, he couldn't go to the Oscars and say like, oh, best picture goes to something by um, Dinesh D'Souza, right? Like he can't just make up right. a winner. Now, some people want to kind of argue that he can, they're wrong. It's, it's really fascinating to see this kind of being played out as if it's a as if it's a big deal. Now there is, you know, the congressional, you know, there is a process by which, by which Congress can sort of ask for some, I don't know, evaluation of the, uh, of the results. So, right. So you know, how does that yeah. work? So basically what happens is any, uh, a, a, a member of the house of representatives and a member of the Senate, if they both object to a state's certification um, then that leads into a conversation within the Senate and within the House to discuss that certification. So, for example, you could have a, a I, let's say, let's say a Republican member of the House, just just for grins, and a Republican member of the Senate could then say, all right, we don't think that Michigan's vote should be certified or, or Wisconsin's vote should be certified or any number of maybe Biden winning states, just pure coincidence. Um, and so you think, okay, well, now everything's derailed. They have said we can't certify. But what happens is that goes to the Senate and it goes to the House and they debate amongst themselves for two hours is, is the time limit on this. And they each get a few minutes to speak about what they think should happen. I'm sure that the C-SPAN coverage of this will be epic. Um, like that, I, mean, I think I definitely need to tune into live because that, that's going to be some, yeah. some A plus uh, crazy going on. Uh, but once it's done... They get together and the House and the Senate both vote whether to whether to not allow through the certification. So basically, unless both the House and the Senate give a majority vote to say it's not certified, it is certified. Right. And there's no way that either of those votes will, will right. go any other so way. So unless Matt Gates uh, comes up with this such an impassioned speech that Pelosi says, yes, I think that Michigan's vote should be thrown out. 
uh, that's not going to happen. So uh, basically uh, just gives us an opportunity for Biden to win. So go Biden. Another win. And, and I think the other thing that's uh, going on that's interesting, I use the word interesting as if I really believe it, um, that's insane that's happening is a group of lawmakers have sued a number of people, including Mike Pence, to try to force them to do something. They've sued the Electoral College. And, you know, trying to bring it right to the, the Supreme Court, you know, and of course, their their relief is, well, just declare Donald Trump the winner, which is really where you have to say, how insane is this, where they're not saying, well, we think we should look at the results again and maybe try to figure it out. They're saying, actually, you just, could we just ignore the election and declare the person we want to be the winner, the winner? Um, it's going to fail as well. I, I've really... You know, I, I've been following all these cases and you can see how one would look at those and be nervous about them. Reptilian brain says, oh, my God, everything I, could go wrong. Yeah, everything could go wrong. It's fine. You know, there's not a legal mind anywhere that says. Be worried about this. It could go either way. But that doesn't mean I don't still worry about it. Now, presumably, right. you know, we're at an arbitrary point in the orbit of the Earth. And so tomorrow, since these cases aren't going to be resolved today or adjudicated today, I'll know, I'll know they have zero chance of success yes. because it'll yeah. be 2021. It'll be 2021. It won't be 2020 yeah. anymore. Yeah, game over, man. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I think nice. it'll be fine. Nice. So um, what do you think the purpose is of all those lawsuits? I've been wanting to ask you this. Well, I mean, I think so far as it goes, like all of this is about... Trump just trying to, it's all about his next grift. Like none of this right. has anything to do really with him being president. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I think he's pissed that he's not going to be president anymore. Cause, yeah. but I don't think he likes being president. Like I like it's a hard job and it makes him look like an idiot constantly. Like it's not a job for him to have. No, um, but True. if all of this gives him an opportunity to raise a bunch of money uh, to nominally like file all these lawsuits uh, and it gives him a lot of PR and puts him in the spotlight a lot, which he loves. Why not? Um, and so this is going to keep going as long as he can possibly make it go, um, which fortunately is not going to be much longer because January 6th is like the last thing other than him like tackling Roberts at the inauguration and like refusing to let him uh, swear in Biden. Oh, he's so, not going to the inauguration. I don't. I still don't think he's going back to D.C. I still don't think he's. I think. I think. Yeah, he's gonna like. You know, he's gonna. He's at the White House now. Apparently, he's not going to his New Year's party in Mar-a-Lago. He's gonna stay at the White House and cry. I'm assuming. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you know, he's gonna like eventually just sort of just disappear. He's gonna go to Mar-a-Lago uh, for the limited amount of. Apparently, he's not allowed to live at Mar-a-Lago. So that's a whole other thing, which I think we talked about before. Yeah, um, which is hilarious. So I don't know. Maybe he'll just go to Bermuda where there's less extradition problems, uh, you know, eventually. Or Russia. Right. Much fewer extradition problems but, in, uh, but in Russia as well. It's kind of cold there. I mean, well, I mean, there are parts of Russia that are, aren't as cold. But uh, yeah. hey, the Crimea is nice this time of year. Right. There you go. <laughs> uh, um, so the other part, though. Yes. Right. Georgia. Well, actually, so. I wanted to cover one thing because you mentioned the lawsuits and I okay, totally yeah. forgot about this. Uh, 
the lawsuits by Dominion voting systems. Um, right. So here's the thing. Um, Fox News and uh, One American News and Newsmax have been doing all these things saying, oh, the election was rigged. It was these voting systems were, uh, you know, rigging the vote. And see, here's the thing is it turns out that's, that's, was well, it slander or libel? I think it's slander at that point. It's I not don't, printed. It's, it's, I, well, I don't know it. the difference. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Libel's printed, slander's said. So I think it's slander. But anyhow. Defamation uh, either way, right? Defamation all kinds of bad things, right? And so uh, they're getting sued or they're being pressured by uh, the lawyers who work for Dominion to release videos and, and say, hey, uh, everything we said about them be there being some sort of fraud here, uh, turns out that was completely wrong and we have no evidence to support it. Um, well, well, I think it was actually Smartmat Smartmatic. That oh, Smartmatic was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. I knew I mean, there was I mean, Dominion one I was says forgetting. they're just a little slower to the gun. I mean, they're going to do it too. Let's yeah. let's keep. But I think it was the Smartmatic ones that started it, where they're like, eh. and Fox News had this weird disembodied voice interview thing, where it's just a picture of a, you know, it's a video of a guy, an elections expert, and this off-camera voice saying like, "Was there fraud? No, no, there wasn't." Was there any chance? It was. It was really weird. Yeah. Um, broadcast during Ingram and I. I mean, all over the time. And I think uh, Newsmax they refused to do anything. Right? They were like, "Bring it! Bring the lawsuits! We're ready for them." Uh, but that's I, and Dominion's going to follow suit too. And they've named well, and uh, the crazy woman from Michigan, yeah, as well as somebody who they're expecting to sue. Yeah. And so, the, yes, the, this woman um, was like testifying that like her vote had been stolen, et cetera. But, you know, this is somebody who was testifying for Rudy Giuliani's case. And basically it's all a bunch of lies. And so uh, they are going after her personally. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Newsmax's theory is like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to just like act like the tough guys uh, for a little bit and then we'll settle out, out of court later. <laughs> Which yeah, we'll see like how that plays out but yeah i mean that's the that's the strategy right that's the trump strategy yeah it's you know look very tough in front of the camera and then just fold like a tent off yeah. camera when but it does tell you like who is looking. more in trump's camp versus like who's thinking like well maybe this trump guy's not so good maybe maybe we yeah. move on and and you know just Go go to hating go back to hating Democrats, which is what we're so much better at. Yeah, well, but I think it's just the extended grift, right? So it's oh, grift yeah. from from everybody. Yeah. Um, I, it'll it will be interesting to see how those lawsuits play out. Um, you know, again, there's no uh, there's no point digging into the sort of logical legal um, sort of fallacies baked into those lawsuits or the contradictions. You know, where they're suing states who have changed laws for the pandemic, but not suing other states that did the exact same thing. So, you know, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Um, and Gomer, the, the representative from Texas, who is the dumbest person in Congress? Well, yeah, is the dumbest uh, amongst, person in Congress. Amongst, yeah, yes. PFF rates him as uh, pretty dumb. So, uh, yeah. 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 I, it, and I was just, my hesitation there was uh, the woman from Georgia who was just elected, who's the QAnon yeah. conspiracy theorist um, which actually like she's been coming out like like i saw an article where she's like well maybe maybe we've been led astray like I, like that maybe there's something maybe this whole 
QAnon thing that Trump is leading this grand 5D chess thing yeah. isn't true. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> well, I, the cracks I, are forming I, in the dam. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Whenever you have to add another dimension to somehow yes. decide like, well, I don't understand what's going on, but surely there's another dimension. So like, hey, no, it's Trump's playing 3D chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. Okay. Like, actually, we still don't get it. That doesn't make any sense. There must be another. Well, like 2D, <laughs> 2D chess, like fine. 2D chess, like that standard, you're playing chess, great. Chess versus checkers, great. Uh, I'm the Queen's sure Gambit, some really strategy good. to ch checkers that I'm not aware of. Um, 3D chess, that is a thing that exists. You can have three dimensions, you can have up and down and there, you know, that exists. Okay, fine. Um, you maybe even do holographic chess, like you're in Star Wars, like fine. But once you cross into sure. 4D chess, uh, you're, you're talking about space time. And no, you, you can't, no, no. Uh, no. In 5D I, I chess, like now we're like, what, cutting into different dimensions now? Like, come on. I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know where that 5D comes in, but they're probably getting it. So, uh, Speaking of Georgia, yes, let's get back to that. There yes. is actually still an election that's going on, yeah. a special election coming up in just a few days. I, I, I mean, yeah, uh, not very long from now. The two yeah, incumbents. Yeah, I'm, 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 well, I think, I feel like this is what I'm always, the state I'm always in with our politics is cautiously optimistic. Uh, but the polling is actually looking good for Democrats. Uh, polls are often lies, but. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the polling in Georgia was actually, if I recall, one of the more accurate of the general election polls yeah. that we saw. It had, so, it had Biden by, it was like Biden plus two, and he ended it up winning by 0.5, right? Right. So Six. like, all right, we're close. Um, I think that Trump being uh, up in McConnell's grill and, and not being very clearly supportive and questioning a lot of the election officials in Georgia is probably undermining them to a degree. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that we can overstate like how crazy and terrible the Republican sort of effort around this appears to be from the outside. Right. Right. Like maybe it's, maybe it's actually much better in Georgia than we see it, but, but you've got Trump who's like, he wants all those people to resign and they're terrible, including Brian Kemp, who's the governor, right? Like, and I guess Trump is supposed to go there to campaign some. But he's done and, that before and, and has basically been like, yeah, I'm here to campaign for some people, I guess, but let me tell you about this election fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, and then you have, you know, you have the other camp. So you, you, you have the people who are trying to legitimately get Loeffler and, um, and Purdue reelected, or yes. Purdue yeah. reelected, Loeffler elected because she was appointed. She was she's never won an election, and so you've got that, that trend continue. <laughs> your mouth to God's ear. So those people who are just just doing the work, then you've got the conspiracy theorists who are like, your vote doesn't count. They're right. traitors. I mean, parlor parlay. What, what's the name of the? What? Um, I, I I believe they call it parlor, but I call it parlay because that makes them French surrender monkeys. So yeah, there you go. Wow, my uh, family's French, so you know I'm I'm all was, about that. I was gonna say for all of our 
French people listening, bonjour. Désolé. <laughs> Je suis désolé. Oh. Uh, so, you know, they're saying, and, and this includes, you know, all of the Kraken lawyers, right? They're saying don't vote because the scorecard and hammer softwares that are there to predict how many votes the Democrats need to win and change them mysteriously. This is like deep, deep, like we're talking not five dimensions. We're now down to six dimensions of crazy here. So I, it is it is insane. I mean, their 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 theory is that there is software called scorecard that uses these algorithms to predict exactly how many votes need to be changed in order for a candidate, a specific candidate to win. And that somehow all of these are already baked, like the algorithms are already baked, they know the numbers they want. And then they use another piece of software called Hammer to change those votes. Now, you're gonna ask why I know all of this. It was several very late nights in some bad places on the internet. <laughs> Just leave it at that. And so they're getting up there and they're saying, don't vote. Don't vote Republicans because as it'll throw off the algorithms, right? Yeah. Would yeah. not not so much the algorithms, but the results. So they'll say that because you know the algorithms have accounted for all of the possibilities except for one where there's a very low Republican turnout. In which case, the final results will show a negative number of Republican votes. And uh, yeah. ah. There, and, and, yeah, we and will have as the somebody proof. who is a programmer. Like, if I'm going to write that that algorithm, I account for that. Like, like, just like now, I grant. Like in college, like I wrote a little program that was supposed to count, for, like do transfers of. It was supposed to be like a fake ATM kind of thing. It would do transfers of money, and you could transfer a negative amount of money to somebody, which would basically steal all of their money. And it was kind of cool, but uh, fortunately, it was not real that money. Was the wait, wait, wait! That was the plot of Office Space. Uh, no, that was pennies, uh, which is the plot oh, of Superman was, was three. Running up also, right. and a half uh, cent. Okay. Yes, uh, uh, Richard Pryor in in his Superman. Also role. Superman. Yes, true. Uh, anyhow, uh, yeah. So I'm kind of optimistic that, and also when we go back to polling, um, the polling where it has been wrong has been undercounting the Trump loyal crowd, and and yeah. particularly people who are. Uh, not interested in responding to polls, sort of the more paranoid elements of, of the Trump people. So those are the people who nominally we would be under polling, who would also be the ones not showing up. So I feel like that sort of works well for the polling. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair. I mean, I, I'm look. tired. You know what? I'm so tired of talking about polling. <laughs> like just, just, just fucking vote already. That's, that's what I want. <laughs> And imagine, imagine having to live a couple of days as Nate Silver, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So, Hey, there's still time though. If people want to get involved, there are still phone calls to be made. Um, two and a half million people have already voted, which is insane. Yeah. Um, phone calls to be made. You know, I gotta say, I wouldn't donate any more money. I think They've got more well, money than they know what to do yeah, with. Yeah, I've been donating to Fair Fight because I figure like some mm. of that money will go towards whatever's needed now, but then it will also kind of help continue that organization. Uh, that actually brings me to one thing I want to talk to you about. Um, a friend of mine who lives in Georgia uh, is really, really tired of being texted and phone called by any number of different people. And, and his experience of this is um, he gets a text from 
you know, one sort of organizing group and then another organizing group and then another organizing. And so it's like all these different groups all text him, all basically asking the same damn question of, will you go out and vote? And he's really tired of it. (laughs) And, And his impression of it is these guys don't have their act together. Like they're uncoordinated that they're that of constantly getting barraged by these people in spite of me saying, I'm a, I go away, go away, go away. Yeah. Well, and I know so, why that happens. What's that? I know why that happens. Oh, I know why too. Okay. Um, well, why don't we fix that? Well, I guess that's like, you know, and he was like saying, well, you know, could they just coordinate this stuff better? And I'm like, well, that's tricky to do because, you know, there's laws around that. Um, but it's something like, as somebody who, you know, wants to help out, I've, I've debated about, you know, what is the value of those activities, texting and phone banking. Um, and I've kind of like, and a lot of it comes down to my thinking of if I'm texting somebody, they're going to be, are they going to be more inclined to vote for my candidate or are they going to be like less inclined? Like they're just tired of hearing from me. I, I, you know, that's a, that's a great point. I don't know that you could discourage somebody from, I don't think you're ever going to push somebody to the other candidate. I think the, the risk is that maybe you would stop somebody from voting. Um, but, you know, the, the flip side of that is that the research that people have done that I haven't looked at, but I've trusted them on is that- It wasn't in that dark part of the internet you were visiting? No. Oh God, no. <laughs> there was no research in that part of the internet. Um, is that, you know, it takes three or four touches to get somebody, to get a low propensity voter to vote. Right. And that is why- you know, that right. is so they're going to touch you 12 times and you're not going to like most of those touches. And that's yeah. just the way it works, because that's those low, low propensity voters that they want to get to. Well, I mean, that's the way it works, because the data is so tightly controlled by the Democratic Party. So if you had, you know, all of those individual groups who were sort of working in conjunction with the Democratic Party and getting refreshed data, yeah. Right. So you could say indivisible is going to text people in Georgia. Right. And you know what? Indivisible, you're going to take these three counties and you're going to text these three counties. And as you update things in the, the text banking or the phone banking, that's that information is going to get fed back to anybody else who's texting those counties or anybody else in that system. Right. But that's not how it works. Like, well, and also, I'm not sure that would be even be legal. Because you're then you're coordinating with different campaigns, different organizing groups with, you know, so I can contribute to a pack and then they can do things. But now they're coordinating with the DNC or they're coordinating with the campaign. Like I there might be some issues with that. I'm not sure, but uh, there might be. But I can tell you that um, even as it stands, right, you the data is the thing. Um, so, yeah. you know, just suffice to say you know, there is a flow of data that does not happen. And that is by design because people recognize the value in that data. Yep. And if you are a candidate, it is, if you're not an incumbent candidate, it's very hard to get your hands on the best data. Right. And so what you see is that you get, you know, this pool of data that is kind of shared and common, mostly public, right? And then each of yeah, the, the, the voter file, basically. Yeah, yes. the voter file with a little bit of stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, the the individual candidates may get access to that and then they augment it a little bit. And if they're an incumbent and attach the, the D triple C, let's say it's a congressional opponent, that data gets fed back up into the mothership. Yeah. Um, if they're not, it 
kind of stays down there. Right. And so, there's a certain element of like the campaigns having control over their own data and wanting to make sure that, you know, that, you know, and like, if I get somebody on my mailing list, I get them as a volunteer, like I don't necessarily want to offer that information to anybody else because they're working for me. And right. also there's a value in the information I'm gathering that I might want to sell to help pay off my campaign debts, which is why I get, you know, emails from a, a congressional candidate yes. in, in the North Dakota third district or whatever. Like, I don't care. I don't know who you are. Okay. Here's $20. Anyway. <laughs> nope, I don't encourage Wait, uh, Here I am as I'm drinking a beer from yeah, one I, of my I feel campaign like, yes, we've merch. Talked, we've talked politics, but have not talked beer yet. So, so what are yeah. you almost out of right there? Uh, well, so uh, a friend of mine who also listens to the podcast, uh, Rob Federer, um, uh, for Christmas, uh, we got a couple cans from their favorite brewery. So Rob and Michelle are, are friends of ours. Um, Michelle works with my wife um, and they are, they are maybe single-handedly supporting Scorched Earth Brewing, which is out in the Western suburbs. And they gave us a couple things. Uh, the first one was called Day Old Donuts, which is a milk stout. <laughs> I had it yesterday. It, All was, right. it was tremendous. Like my kids walked by and they're like, what is that smell? I'm like that is day old donuts in a glass. Um, today is Rhapsody in Pearl, which is a dry hopped Bohemian lager. Okay. And, and it is, it is excellent. Actually, this two pack should have gone to you, not Tupac. Um, this two pack of beer should have gone to you because it has both German style lagers and, you know, a stout, which I think you can sometimes, I mean, an Imperial stout, which sometimes I think you can get behind. Um, oh, and I'm it all is, about, yeah. Imperial stouts, yeah. I am deep into so yes and it, it i i mean the dale donuts was amazing yeah. Yeah. i i texted michelle to say thank you for this i'm drinking it right now and she said let it warm up oh yeah I let it warm up and i let it warm up a little bit and then all of a sudden i was like oh yeah that's that's just stale yeah, yeah oh it's beautiful <laughs> um, but yeah, I we uh I got, in pearl. I got the chance to go to belgium a few years ago and i brought back I, I can never remember how to pronounce it, but it's like West Vlateran or whatever. It's like this very hard to find beer. Um, like basically you have to go to a monastery and, and buy the beer from the monastery. It, it turned out that I went to a, a place that sold beer and like glassware and such there. And they happened to have several cases of it just sitting there. So I'm like, all right, let me get two, which was not cheap. Uh, like two bottles, not cases, like two just <laughs> I was gonna say. bottles. I yeah, like yeah. your style. And so brought them back. And then we did a taste test where we did one that we did uh, at refrigerator temperature and one at cellar temperature, which is like, you know, 50 some odd degrees to see how yeah. the taste changed. And it's better, a little warmer. It's like it and it's quite strikingly better. So it's like, oh, OK, good to know. Nice. But and I'm drinking it out of my persist responsibly glass. Yes. It was in Elizabeth nice. Warren. Yeah, um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, what are you, what are you, yes. you, you've got a nice little. I'm drinking the Maplewood crispy cakes, oh, crispy cakes. pastry cake. It's kind of glaring, but yes, yeah. the, but the pastry case ale, uh, which is a little sugary, but but still quite delicious. Um, so yeah, so I, and I, I I did consider I had a, I have a couple of cans of the uh, uh, Imperial pajamas from Beguile, which is delicious. Uh, back to your stout con uh, talk, but. Uh, I, and since I'm going through New Year's tonight, I didn't want to like start quite that high octane. But uh, I mean, I, I will tell you that because I'm not a stout person, I did not even look at the ABV 
of the Dale donuts before I opened it. I'm guessing nine to 10, somewhere in that ballpark. <laughs> yeah, it was like 9.3. Yeah. And I, I like took a sip and I was like, this is deliciously stopping me from driving for the next 24 hours. <laughs> that was, yes, yes. Uh, uh, it was real quick, while we're on really the topic to of, of beer, uh, got a comment from Will Easton, uh, who liked my French Surrender Monkeys uh, comment. And I mentioned him because Will is uh, the sort of chief brewer of Netroots Nation. Uh, he's sort of notorious oh. for bringing his home brews. Uh, he's the one who tried to help me to grow hops. Uh, and it turns out that I just can't do it. Like, <laughs> like growing, <laughs> growing hops in a, in, a, in a sort of large pot in Chicago's weather is not a thing you can really do, I've discovered. So, but you try. Uh, so there well, you go. Well, that's it. I'm gonna try to grow hops next year. Yeah, if that you grow on the ground, there, that, yeah. I go go for it. We hey, can maybe we transplant those sort of like, you know, half living version of my hops over to your place and see how that goes. I'll tell you that a friend of mine was growing hops in his backyard here, you know, not too far away from me in, in Albany Park. And we went over one day and we had some beer and he poured the beer into glasses and then he grabbed a couple hops off the plant and dropped them in uh-huh and it was it was glorious uh, it was glorious yeah. I, I so yeah maybe grown hops in 2021 we're still going to be uh we're still going to be in some kind of quasi lockdown action for a little while longer. yeah i suppose that's our nice transition into uh, uh the the topic uh, that we really wish would go away covid exactly as i transition into this beer all right I'll, so i'll get us started while you're doing your pouring work. there uh, so we've got these, uh, the, the relief bills at this point. Uh, so we had a relief bill and it was tied to, uh, the, the, uh, the budget, uh, extension or whatever we usually do to kind of keep the government the going. Omnibus. The omnibus spending bill, the omnibus, which yes. we can't really pass a whole budget anymore. So we just pass these like, okay, we'll, we'll kick it down the road a few months. Um, but anyhow, in that a whole deal. There was a $600 stimulus check uh, and also some extension for unemployment and a bunch of other things. There's some weird stuff in there, but overall there was a lot of good things to help, you know, small businesses and things right. like that. Um, and so that got passed and then Trump was threatening to not sign it and was saying that there should be, uh, that $600 wasn't enough and that it should be $2,000. Now he realized that not signing that was a bad idea. And so he did eventually sign it, but he's been since like berating people saying, we need a $2,000 stimulus, we need $2,000 stimulus. Um, and so Democrats are like, cool. Uh, we already have a bill ready to go. We're gonna pass that. And uh, they, they attempted to pass it through unanimous consent. Um, some Republicans rejected it. So like, okay, naturally. They actually had a vote and that has since passed the house. And so now that could be passed by the Senate at any moment. But as you might guess, uh, the turtle Mitch McConnell strikes again. Mitch McConnell, the the the, the Satan's turtle, is uh, no longer no not on board with this whole concept. Satan's turtle, yes, is how we will refer to him yes. from Mos here. Moscow Mitch. Uh, I have a Moscow Mitch button that I. Know. I have a Moscow Mitch, Moscow Mule mug. Hmm. Should I go get it? Do you want to see it? That's meta. Um, we'll we'll check it out later. But the so. So, yeah, so the, you know, Mitch McConnell said, sure, we'll do a vote on $2,000 stimulus checks if 
We also attach the repeal of the what are Section 230 protections for for technology companies. Yes. This is the thing that protects companies from liability for what their users post online, which, right. you know, okay, that sounds great because then Facebook would have to like, you know, keep the crazy off of Facebook. But that's what would end up happening is Facebook has a ton of lawyers and they would be fine. Smaller uh, entities who don't have a lot of lawyers would be screwed. So you really right. don't want to repeal it. Well, and then you'd get into situations where, you know, social media companies that are you know, some of the only outlets for dissidents in places like Russia or China, right? Like all of a sudden for them to do business for Google or Twitter or Facebook to do business in those places, they would, they either have to stop doing business there or, you know, they would be suppressing that language. So, What's really amazing about this whole objection to this is that it is really suppressing free speech more broadly under the guise of Expanding. punishing them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's 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 bizarre. Um, I mean, and it's, it's it's amazing to me that there's some cognitive dissonance that has to go on here, and maybe some hypocrisy. But yeah, huh. Um, so yeah, so basically they start off with, you know, let's pass a $2,000 stimulus check and call it good. Uh, McConnell was like, no, here, let me, let me poison this with things you don't want. Plus there was going to be an, a commission to investigate the 2020 election, which you would know would be super awesome. Uh, and so none of that made any sense. So now it's like, no. you know, nothing's going on. There's also related to this, the national defense authorization act, which is this quote unquote, must pass bill to keep the defense department running that we have every every year, uh, every year, every, it feels like we have it more often than every year, but it, it, it's at least that often. Um, and so uh, Bernie Sanders was threatening to filibuster to delay the, the ability to right. vote uh, on uh, on that on the so on the override yeah so that's what I was gonna was gonna loop back yeah. to that so what happened was this passed the Senate passed the House um, and went to Trump's desk and Trump said no I'm vetoing it because because it doesn't have the section 340, 230, 230, 230. two thirty two thirty two thirty two thirty thank and, you and because part of that has the renaming of bases that are named after Confederate generals oh yes that's right white supremacist I keep forgetting no I don't keep forgetting yeah. that. I, you I gotta forget that, that. Um, you can't forget that part yeah so uh that went back to the house they have since uh overridden the veto and now it goes back to the senate and so Sanders was talking about um doing a filibuster to prevent a vote on that until uh, they got this vote on the $2,000 check. Uh, and because er even Republicans are like, we've got to get this, this defense authorization through. Um, my suspicion on all of this is that um, there's going to be a lot of this bluster, but ultimately uh, the veto will be overridden and we will not be getting $2,000 checks. I mean, I don't think we are getting $2,000 checks. Well, anymore. yes, we are. Yes, we okay. are. Everybody else should get them. Thus, but yes. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they're, you know, what does Bernie have to lose here? I, I really am. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I think I'm I happy think that the, he's standing up and doing it. Well, I mean, it's like if they don't pass a $2,000 stimulus bill without Sanders doing that, 
it doesn't really get as much attention. If he's out there doing a speech, calling on Loeffler and uh, Purdue to pass this and to pressure McConnell, like I think there's a lot of upside to it if, if Sanders does a filibuster for a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, eventually his bladder will get tired. But, um, but you know, it's not going to get really, tired. I will be here until we have the vote. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, but it can push it, you know, a little bit down the road, get some track, some, you know, hopefully something that goes viral, hopefully something that, you know, connects with people. Uh, it, it, there's, there's little downside to it, I think. Well, and, and to tie that back to the Georgia runoff, right? Um, just think about the messaging here to be able to say, look, your two senators don't want to give you the opportunity to get this relief. And sure, some people are going to say that's ridiculous. We don't need government handouts, $2,000. I don't even want $600. Fine. But that's going to be a small percentage of the people compared to folks that would really like to see a $2,000 check. Yeah. I mean, this is really no downside, you know, and I, I hate to say it this way, but from a political, just electoral politics standpoint, there is zero downside in fighting tooth and nail to get a clean bill for the 2000. Like if the worst case scenario is that most Americans get a $2,000 check, that's a pretty damn good place to be. Right. Right. That that is a side of history I want to be on. That is a place that I want to. Yeah, sure. You know, maybe we we gave up a few percentage points in those runoffs, and long term, it's not as good for everybody. But people need help now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, the unemployment extension has passed. Um, although. Trump delayed voting on this enough that it actually sort of screws that up a little bit. Yeah, just um, perfectly long enough, right? Yeah. Uh, the $600, that's passed. Lord knows when it'll actually get in people's hands. Um, so They're supposed to start going out today or Monday. Yeah, I don't know how that, because re- I remember when they first passed uh, that $1,200 back last year, there was like a whole bunch of like logistical issues with that. And so I don't know if that's better now or, you know. Uh, well, weren't the logistical issues related to getting Trump's name on the checks? I have no idea. I mean, I know it was a matter they, of like sending paper checks versus who had debit accounts and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of talk right now about banks and what they're going to do with that money. So if it's direct deposited, some people are overdrawn and some banks are saying, well, they're just going to give that money to people regardless yeah. of the overdraft. And other banks are saying they're going to hold on to it to cover that overdraft, which is complicated. So it could just be money to a bank rather than money to a person if, they're, right. if their accounts are not in good shape. Right. So yeah, so it's, I think at this point, it's like, I just want to get to January, 2020, 2021. Uh, January, 2021. It's a loop. We go back to 2020. No. Oh, God. Um, but uh, get, get a proper, uh, bill in place. One that is not just saying, we're going to write a one-off check. We're going to write a one-off check, like something that actually has provides sort of continuous benefits until we get through this and recognize this sort of the real situation and gets money to the States, which is not accounted for in any of what we're talking about. Right. Um, which is an, an enormous problem. Uh, and we'll get to a little bit of that later. Um, 
but but yeah, I what what I think we're saying is that what we want is a is a damn plan, right? There right. should be a plan. Yes. And Congress should be part of building that plan and executing on that plan. Elizabeth Warren, 2020. Uh anyhow. Exactly. <laughs> um but uh so that's the politics of what's going on with all that. Uh, the virus itself, kind of the same story we've been talking about. Uh, you know, there are lots of people who are getting sick right now, lots of people dying. California has been particularly hard hit lately. Um, Chicago, fortunately, has been doing better. Um, we've got our positivity rates on the decline. It looks like there's like been a little bump, kind of that Christmas bump, but overall, it looks like we're heading in the right direction. So that's good. Um, there's a new strain of the virus that was discovered in the UK, but it's already here. So I, I don't, it could have come from here. I have no idea. Um, nah, but apparently knows. it is I, a more contagious strain, it seems. Yeah. So what I've heard is more contagious, um, but probably still attenuated with the vaccines that are out there, which is yes. the important, yeah. is that the important part? I, I don't know, but I mean, the UK- As long as it is, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not good that it's more contagious, but if it's not more more lethal and it's still affected by the vaccine, then like we're still on course to trying to deal with this. Right, um, and, and I know that the, you know, the UK locked down because of it. The first recorded case of it in the US was, you know, from a guy who has not traveled in the middle of the country. Right. And so you're like, yeah, that's community spread. So uh, yeah, this is the I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean, for all case. we know, it's been running rampant through the Midwest for, for months and, and somebody went to London and now, now they're screwed. Um, yeah. But maybe we get I mean, it to them, you know, and I don't know. I mean, this is one of those things where I don't understand how our systems are tracking sort of like the evolution of the virus and the genetics mm. of it. And, yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, so it may very well be that it, it really did first show up in the UK and it really did get transmitted here somehow, but it, we're the ones screwing all this up and providing so many opportunities for a virus to mutate. So I feel like we're probably the ones who are the culprit. Well, UK is not too far behind, but, but it, it's not about blame at this point. It's about getting it fixed, right? And the vaccines are starting to roll out. So we've got the two here. Although of course, because the federal government's involved, I, and I assume Jared Kushner's team of uh, yeah twenty somethings. Uh, Operation Warp Speed is still stuck at Impulse, apparently. Um, so we've got here's here's the so we've got this uh, virus. Uh, excuse me, vaccine viruses, not vaccines. Uh, vaccines have been sent to the federal government, and they are ready to be distributed from the federal government. Um, so you know we've paid for this. It's now sitting in a warehouse. And it needs to be distributed to the states. And then the states need to then distribute the vaccine to the people. That's the way this flows. Um, But there is some holdup in terms of the logistics of from the federal facility to the states. And so some vaccines have been distributed, but it's like a fraction of what should be out there already. Right. Right. And the worst part about this is the vaccine has a shelf life. So like once it's created, it can only last so long, even under like the you know, maximum refrigeration. Yeah, like half. five Kelvin or whatever the right, temperature right. is that it needs to be stored at. Yes. At least the. Yeah. yeah. So we could be in a situation where we have paid for vaccines. The vaccines are ready to go and the vaccines expire before they get to the person that they're supposed to vaccinate. I mean, this is Trump's fault just to get yeah. back to the blame game. Cause I like. I, blaming. Yeah. I mean, 
And it's terrifyingly predictable. Yeah. And, you know, whenever anybody says like, you know, who could have seen this coming? You could absolutely see this coming because there was never any planning. Never wanted the job. and, And we've known since like March of last year that there's going to be a vaccine or vaccines that are going to need to get distributed. Like no question about that, um, that, you know, it's going to be developed. It's going to be, you know, and so it's like, okay, so you need to get the systems in place to say, all right, how are we actually doing this vaccination? Who is taking charge of what, how does it get from Pfizer or Moderna um, to uh, somebody's arm in Iowa? And for whatever reason, they got like part of that figured out because they got the from Moderna and Pfizer to some warehouse, but not the rest of the way. At well, because the first part is giving volume. money to a corporation. We know how to do that. Right. Anything that beyond that, they're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. And I, I, I mean, look, again, it's hard, but it's important. And the fact that it's not being done well is, is terrifying. Yeah. It is terrifying. Um, I was talking to friends of mine today in Michigan. Uh, one of them is a principal of a school. She's on list 1B. So pretty high up on the list. Yes. She's like, still hoping to get my vaccine by the end of January. I'm like, that feels a little late. And if we look at the original timelines laid out by the Trump administration and, and Operation Warp Speed, Warp Speed. Um, Side note, James Doohan's ashes got to the International Space Station. It's a great read. Um, Those, you know, we're looking at years to get everybody vaccinated. Um, Although, you know, I I will say as an aside and as I'm trying to be transparent about it, the assumptions underpinning the it'll take years are that we have two vaccines and they're in the quantities we have. We know that that timeline is going to compress because more vaccines will be approved because everybody and their mother is making a vaccine right now. And like the AstraZeneca Oxford College one uh, has been approved in the UK, even though maybe some of the methodology and testing was a little subs- a little suspect. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, but still, you just you just want there to be a plan. And I I've been really happy to see and hear that, you know, Biden is saying, like, look, the first, second, and third things that we're going to do is figure this shit out. Yeah. And the thing of it is like this, it's not, it's hard work, but it's, it's compl- like, it's, it's just shipping logistics. Like this is the shit that Apple does to figure out how to get an iPhone. But like, this is not complicated, but it does require the federal government saying, here is how this is going to work. Here we are going to communicate with you in the states and involve you in how this distribution is going to work and and get that going. So I feel like they can pick this up very quickly because they have the interest and the skill set yep. to do it. Instead of being a bunch of like narcissistic grifter pieces of shit uh, who are only in it for I I honestly don't in it for the pardons. I assume. Yeah, you you wonder if like it hasn't gotten out because they haven't figured out like. Kushner and Trump haven't figured out a way to take a cut of everyone that goes That's entirely out. possible. They, they were like, well, if it's not going to go through this particular company who's going to give us a cut, then we don't want to do it. Can we distribute the vaccines at Trump hotels only? Right. And you've got to stay at oh, night yeah. and you get a vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, free, free, well done could, steak for every every third vaccine. Uh, with ketchup. With ketchup. That's right. Uh, so, Look at the expression on my face. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's going to happen, right? 2021. 2021. But then the next time we talk, it'll it, people will start getting it worked out. Will be. I'm so glad this year is about to be over. I cannot begin to. Uh, I mean, like I I know like we're we're a long way from out of the woods on COVID, but like even though things are starting to move slowly and all that, like we're heading the right direction finally. Like the vaccines are getting out there. We're going to see, well, we're going to still be wearing masks probably until around this time next year, possibly. Like, like we'll still have all those sort of social distancing and things like that sort of in place. Um, But we're going to have less people dying because more people are going to have been been vaccinated and particularly the people who are most vulnerable. Yeah. Um, Now we are still going to have to deal with a lot of things like the long-term COVID people who have been having recurrences of problems with it. Like that's going to be a burden on the system and a burden on those people for potentially many, many years to come. We have no idea really. And they can't be forgotten, right? Like, and that is, that is our, as Americans, one of our big flaws is that we care very deeply about people for a very short period of time. Yes. But and this, then we forget about them. This is why we need Medicare for all. Yeah, that would be great. Medicare. I mean, for I feel all like like the, the maybe the one upside is that you're going to have to like have a proper a proper healthcare system like put in place because it's the only way you're going to be able to do this. Cuz what's going to happen otherwise is insurance companies that have projected, you know, the costs uh, yeah. For uh, for you know, so they've got their their cost projections for what a forty year old is going to cost the insurance company over time. Throw COVID in there, and now suddenly, if they've got long term health problems, they're going to be hitting bankruptcy pretty quick. So yeah, and and it is something that we saw. You know, you know, not that Medicare for all wouldn't or couldn't fix part of this, but you know, we saw you know people, you know, people coming back from. The Middle East after Operation Desert Storm, who had long-term kind oh, of yeah. weird things. Gulf War syndrome. First yep. responders, first responders at at Ground Zero in New York, right? Yeah. And you know, this is where it's not just making sure they're taken care of financially, but that we're not forgetting that, that they're taken care of. <laughs> that they're like, taken period. care of. And, yeah, yeah, and and we have somebody we. You know, we've interacted with, played poker with online, um, who's and in person, and he's, you know, he's in month seven of, you know, a weird collection of amorphous symptoms that change, but, you know, he can't focus for more than ninety minutes at a time. Jesus, yeah, you know, and you go like, eh. and he's never had a positive test for COVID, and so what do you, how do you make sure those people are taken care of? And I, I you know. I don't want to get into the bleeding heart, you know, aspects of all of this, but, you know, if we haven't learned empathy in 2020, then we've chosen not to, we've actively chosen not to be empathetic because uh, this has got to be the big lesson from 2020. Yeah. Um, So quickly on international news, Brexit is a done deal. Hey, they finally worked something out. It's apparently not a very good deal for Britain, but you know, hey, whatever. Nobody expected it to be. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Netflix has had a show called, you know, saying goodbye to 2020 or killing 2020, something yeah. like that. 
I don't and think they, it was called Fuck 2020, but they they wanted it to be that. That was the that was the inference. Yeah. Yes. And uh Boris Johnson they refer to as the human haystack, which <laughs> <laughs> nice. which I found very funny. I think I, I definitely um, need to watch this. Okay. It is it's worth it's worth a watch. We've been we've been watching it and I, I just unexpectedly hilarious. Yeah. Um do I do recommend some chemical alteration before watching it. Fine. Um, here's the other thing that we, yeah, uh, and you need a refill, sir. The other thing that we've talked about several times in this year, I just want to note that this year started with the impeachment trial. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that wasn't a decade ago. I, I, um, I, like, I kind of feel like we should have done it like a year in review episode, but like, I don't think we have 36 hours available in our schedule to do it. <laughs> no. That's just allocating like five minutes to every year of our life that we experience. Right. Um, Israel is going to have to have another election. Right. Because the government fell apart. So that's going to be five elections in 16 months. But Israel will probably have most of their population vaccinated by like the end of March. Yeah. Well, there are only like a million people. I mean, it's a much smaller population. Yeah. Much smaller population there in Israel. But just like, ah, I can't believe they're having another election. We're stressed about going through an election with a criminal once. Yeah. Netanyahu is like, he's still there, man. They're just running that criminal election every four months like clockwork. I feel like we've run our election multiple times at this point, but I hear you. I mean, we have. We ran it once, but then it's been litigated and relitigated. Yeah. 400 times if i like I literally litigated not like metaphorically <laughs> no 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 i mean i go to democracy docket uh frequently during the week um to see where we're at and i think it's 59 losses for trump and one halfway i think it's 59 oh and one yeah. yeah zero wins one tie for the trump campaign uh, yeah, I so call I it a tie because they won means, originally, then it was overturned. Right. So I believe, if I'm if I'm doing this correctly, uh, Biden uh, will be in the World Series next year because of that. I think he will be. Yeah, he will be. Um, actually, he might literally be. He might throw the first pitch. Who knows? Um, does that happen in the World Series? I don't know. Uh, but we've talked about all the national stuff. We've talked about the international stuff in brief um, because nothing else is going on in the world because COVID. Uh, let's talk about the local stuff. So we actually have some local stuff to talk about. And I think we definitely want to do a catch-up episode on all the shit around Michael Madigan, da 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 But um, let's talk about Big Chicago sigh. a little bit. Um, so those underground parties that were happening in Wicker Park, we've been having some of those in River North. I like that music, but not the spreading of COVID. So it's, it's, it's a challenge for me. I mean... I, I, I just don't understand how we like don't have like the people who organize these parties are all for profit. Like like people are taking money at the door. Um, they should be in jail. I mean, or house arrest, excuse me, because jail is not a good place to go because COVID. House music arrest. Absolutely. House music. Thank you. That's excellent. Um, so there's that. Um, Lightfoot they're, is being forced to listen to Demi Lovato for 24 hours a day. That's I there. I don't know Demi Lovato. I Maybe probably do, but I don't. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so then Lightfoot is... Um, 
All right. So let's start with, I'm, I'm, so I've only ever read her name. How is her name pronounced? It's Annette Young. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Annette Young uh, was basically, she was the subject of a police raid. Uh, it was a no knock warrant situation and it was the wrong house and there's video of this and you know basically and in breaking into her house while she's you know go ahead can i can i pause you there and just yeah let's change that let's change that now she was the victim yeah not the subject yeah. right so you know if you're the subject of an investigation there may be no cause for that right. fine but there was a definite cost to her personally from this happening Yes. And, yeah. and, and she is in no way to blame. There is no reason there was, there was, zero it, was a, it was a screw up. It was the wrong address. Like there's 100% no reason screw up. Yeah. So she's not a subject. She was a victim. Yeah. And like of, mercifully she survived it. Like yeah. we've seen those sorts of things go wrong in any number of other ways. Um, so this is, this happened. Um, Lori Lightfoot knew about this a year ago. Big stuff. And, 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 and then, okay, so then, and it's totally unrelated matter. We have um, her recent, her budget proposal for 2021 involves making money through issuing speeding tickets. And so I'm like, did we just elect Rom again? Because I feel like this is the same script. Police cover-ups and, uh, and regressive taxation through traffic tickets. I mean... It is, it is disturbing. It like, I like. I'll, I'll, I'm the first to say I was very pro Lori, right? I, yeah. I thought Lori would bring a good balance of progressive values and pragmatism and all of those things. And, yeah. Um. I, I, I don't know how to be more disappointed, and, and I think. Angry about how she's approached just about everything and this well, and i feel like like there's a political like side of this where i feel like she's she's done enough to piss off sort of every element of politics in chicago like i mean yeah. you know like they're like in chicago there's only democrats right but but you know there are there are republican democrats and then there are democrat democrats right. and there are, you know so like but she's sort of like ridden the sort of middle line of like pissing everybody off yeah yeah, yeah. um you know, like she's not cracking down on the protesters, but she's also like cracking down on the pro like, I mean, it's like, it, it, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and so what I was hoping for in terms of pragmatism has turned out to be kind of like, I don't expect everybody to be happy. I was kind of hoping nobody would be really happy, but everybody kind of say like, oh yeah. All right. All right. I can see that. But instead it's like, I'm going to pick all of the wrong hills to die on. Yeah. And it, it, it hurts. I mean, uh, you know, when you see somebody give so much ammunition to the camp of people who said, well, you know, Lori Lightfoot is essentially a cop. Yeah. Like, help me argue against that, Lori. Well, and that's the I thing can't. is, you know, and I, 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 I heard those people and I'm like, no, nah, I think she'll be fine. And I was wrong. Now, I don't know that, um, you know, I don't know that uh, I'm forgetting her name from Cook County, Preckwinkle. I don't know if Preckwinkle would have been better on 
these issues, but I don't see how she could have been worse. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. What, so, what yeah. So, I mean, uh, there has been, you know, hearings, uh, around Antoinette, um, and, and what went on with her. Um, I don't, I haven't seen anything that sort of suggests any kind of real progress to fix what happened, but, um, you know, something to follow as we get into 2021 and, and, and hopefully if there's one thing that has come out of 2020, it is that people are, are more aware of how they can get visibility into what happens in a police force. Yeah. So, you know, from, I mean, it's a litany, right? It's a litany of names that we could list out and, and a, a range of how victimized people were, right? From George Floyd to Anhinet Young, right? Like, like it's not the same, but it's the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our ability and our responsibility as citizens who care to kind of record, distribute, talk about, and pressure to make change is super important. On a day where, you know, and this is a day we woke up with another shooting in Minneapolis, right? Yeah. With with a, you know, a, a man shot today to death in in Minneapolis, where yeah. obviously all the, the, the George Floyd. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, started. there's, you can, you can discuss, you know, okay, well, what's, do we call it, you know, do we defund the police? Do we abolish the police? There's, there's different approaches to this, but I think it is, it, it, it has been abundantly clear for some time that the sort of notion of reform that has been floated out there and actually executed on has been uh, not enough by a long shot. And so, you know, uh, there is a lot of work to be done here. Um, and I hope that as we get, you know, maybe this is one of those things that, you know, as we get into 2021, um, you know, maybe we can make some change. I know that personally, you know, once we get, uh, get past COVID and I feel like I can actually participate in protests without putting, you know, you know, our lives at risk. And I'm going to just note the privilege and irony of what I'm saying about protesting for people's lives at risk, et cetera. So, um, but hopefully then we'll be in a better position to, to make some progress on this and, and get some real change. Cause it, cause this, this shit can't stand. Um, yeah. And Chicago has been particularly egregious for this for a very long time. Yeah. No. And I think on that note, can we talk about the fact that Madigan doesn't have the votes to be speaker? So this is Change the one thing is a coming, everybody. Here's here's the one thing I, I will say, and we've got to do a whole Madigan thing. If you're interested, contact oh, us. We'll I let am. you know how to how to pressure your individual state rep to vote against Madigan because that guy needs to go. Yeah. Right now he doesn't have the votes, but it is close. So, and we'll do a whole episode on this. You know, so the people from outside of Chicago. Yeah. Wait, you know, we, once are, we get past like the inauguration and Trump sort of 
fades away a little bit. I don't think he's going away for real, but you know, but he at least won't be president anymore. Like I feel like there's going to be a little bandwidth available for like us to do a little, like, let's look back and understand kind of where we're at with, you know, the more local, excuse me, yeah. the more local yeah. politics. Yeah. Um, but, but it's something that I'm, you know, I'm very aware of. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like all things with, you know, when there is a lot of activity going on, you know, the folks who are best served by anonymity kind of do their best work. So right yeah. now, Madigan, with the holidays and, you know, all of the stuff in Georgia going on and COVID, you know, he is working hard behind the scenes to try to get reelected as speaker. And we can fix that. Yeah. And I say fix deliberately because it is a problem. Oh, yeah. So, contact your local state rep if you know who they are if you don't let us know and we'll let you know who they are because it is it is a bad scene yeah and madigan has been core to a lot of the problems in this state for a very long time and so yeah. uh <clears throat> him getting out of power is i mean it's like it's like daily leaving office like it's a big it's it's, it's a big fucking deal uh it's a huge so yeah. deal it is a huge deal. And I'm trying to find the exact date of the vote. So you see me kind of looking down. Um, it's because I'm looking through some backs and forths he's, that I've he's, had. He's about looking at video of, of his fabulous hair, everybody. That's that's what's really going on here. The uh, yeah. Oh, and you may not you may notice it's like I managed to I was doing a little housework today and managed to like gash my head open on something so i'm See, this is why i have long hair it's just right it's purely for protective purposes i i understand purely for it's good for insulation this time of year too it also is good for that just right on the back of my yeah back of my head so look uh, if you're interested in that let us know we'll help you get involved yeah, in that we'll i think do a that that's a, on that. that is a really important thing that that we should be aware of it'll be really right interesting to see in, who in illinois if he doesn't have the votes, who is it that's getting the votes? So that's something we definitely want to get into. But, but I, I want to ask this question of you. Biggest surprise from 2020 before we wrap Jesus. up for the year. Uh, so many things. From 2020. Huh. COVID. COVID is the biggest surprise of 2020. I mean, okay. I wasn't in January. I wasn't expecting a pandemic. <laughs> and yet here we are. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's like the the COVID and how that didn't seem to affect the election, really. That uh, doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. But I'm the one with the dumpster fire shirt, so, you know. Uh, you do have a dumpster. I'm, I'm probably wearing a Star Wars shirt because it's all Star Wars these days. That's all I can. There we go. I'm just going to go back and watch The Mandalorian Season 2 again. Um, <laughs> Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. So what are you looking for for 2021? What's your your first sign that things are going to get better? Um, the first sign will be phase two of the vaccine rollout, I think. Like like where we're starting to go like, okay, we're not just talking about healthcare workers. And, yeah. and like we're actually starting to get that out to the broader public. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that I will be vaccinated by the end of the summer that I will be able to visit friends 
who have also been vaccinated, um, visit family who's also been, I mean, you know, my, my, my dad is, you know, he's going to be 90 in January. Uh, so I'm assuming he will be vaccinated, uh, well before I am. Uh, so maybe I'd go out and visit there. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what, like, I've, I, I just kind of look at it as like the next several months are going to be shitty, but we're on the uphill slope. Like we're going the right direction. Things are going to get better. This is a place where that metaphor is kind of weird because I yeah. want it to be easier. I want it to be downhill, but downhill yeah. is bad. <laughs> <laughs> downhill is bad. We've tried that. Uh, let's try uphill for a little while longer. Cause I think if we yeah. just, if we get, you know, a solid 12 years of uphill, you know, we could coast a little bit, but uh as a cyclist, I appreciate that. You work hard on the uphill, but you get yeah. to coast on yeah. down. Yes, I've, I've cycled in Colorado. I, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So a cyclist in Illinois means nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> look, 72 <laughs> feet of elevation change over 50 miles. Yeah. You know, I think for me, if there is a moment in 2021, especially early where people say, we're actually going to try to do the right things for everybody and not be just in it for ourselves. And I mean, at the leadership level, mm -hmm. um, I think that will be a sign that things are actually turning around. Um, you know, and, and honestly, you know, part of that is going to be the, the, you know, specter of Trump not hanging over people. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, look, there are a lot of cowards out there. I'm not saying I wouldn't be one, but, there are a lot of cowards out there who are trying to play every side uh, until there are fewer sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and not that I want somebody like, uh, you know, Josh Howley to, to be successful in Congress, but I think he's doing what he's doing because he's a coward. And um, yes. And for context, uh, he's one of the people who's going to vote against or like going to try to stop certification of the election. Yeah. Yeah, Senator from Oklahoma. Sounds right. Um, that seems like a kind of state that'd be trying to screw this up. Well, somebody who's been whose name has been tossed out for twenty twenty four, right? So, of course. Um, I mean, that's what I'm. But I thought Trump was running. For. Yeah, I. It, you know, the other thing we didn't talk about, uh, which is important, is you know I'm looking forward to my kids seeing their classmates. Yeah. You know, my kids have not seen their classmates in a year. Yeah. And uh, that's. Now, I know we're looking to do, we, I mean, that's something else we should get into because I know that like they're looking at reopening the schools sooner rather than later. And, and everything I've seen from the science suggests that's probably okay. But um, yeah. Yeah. I don't mean, worry about the teachers. If the teachers get yeah. vaccinated, then I think we're probably okay with that. But. Yeah. I, I want them all to get the jabs. But, you know, one just quick note about that is that they, CPS denied 63% of the requests from teachers to continue working from home in the new year. Yeah. So eh, there you go. Um, but I, a couple of things I want to toss out before we wrap up one January 13th, before the inauguration, January 13th is the speaker's election here in Illinois. So can't wait till after the election to talk yeah. about that Two, uh, a very uh, good pro tip from uh, Melissa. So thank you, Melissa. Don't write on flash paper with Sharpies. I don't know what's going to happen. But I don't if you say not to do it, why I don't want to do problem. it. I don't. I'll follow up on that. Maybe we can cover that in some depth on our next podcast. 
podcast. Maybe in our uh, maybe in our, the lab portion of our draft podcast. draft flash paper. Our <laughs> new podcast. I but I can only imagine it's bad. I can only imagine it's bad. You do it three times in a row, Trump gets reelected. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's it, man. That's it for 2020. We're ready to move on to something better. All right. I definitely am. So uh, enjoy your New Year's. Uh, I don't know what plans you have, but, uh, you know, everybody enjoy your New Year's um, and stay safe, stay, you know, masked up, stay socially distant. We're, we're like, we're so close, everybody. Just hang in there a little longer. A little longer. That's all we need. Thanks, everybody. All Happy right. New Year. Take care, everybody.